financially tuned. Whether it's a high-performance engine or an orchestra, there's a significant difference between being slightly out of tune or perfectly in tune. The same is true of your finances. When your financial plan is even slightly out of tune, you may be paying too much for taxes, exposing yourself to too much risk, or retiring without a sound income plan. And like the conductor of an orchestra or skilled mechanic, Eric Cheek of Nevada Retirement Planners is the professional who helps to potentially get everything financially tuned. For the past 24 years, Eric Cheek has provided current, insightful advice for seniors, retirees, and those preparing for retirement. Eric works one-on-one -on -one with each of his clients to take the confusion and mystery out of the issues that threaten financial peace of mind. Contact Eric at 775-674-2222 or on the web at nvretirementplanners.com. And now here's Eric Cheek to help you find out how to be financially tuned. So welcome to another show of Financially Tuned with me, Eric Cheek from Nevada Retirement Planners and my co-host, Tony Shore. We're excited to have you join us today because we're gonna be talking about the importance of why we think uh, you should plan and prepare your financial legacy. Now, if you're like most people, planning and preparing your legacy isn't on the top of uh, your list of things to do. Uh, <laughs> talking about what happens when you die and what happens yeah. uh, to what's left behind isn't uh, the top of uh, most people's priority list, but Nonetheless, it is an important aspect of what we do. Well, yeah, it is, Eric, and thanks for the intro. Um, before we get started, Eric, I wanted to ask you, how's your week been? How have you been doing? Everything is great. Yeah, we're really busy. We, uh, we did a couple of Social Security uh, workshops in the last uh, week, and so had a lot of interest of folks wanting to uh, get in touch with me and, and have consultations to uh, explore opportunities in uh, Social Security maximization. So we've been real busy, which is really good because I like to stay busy. How about you? Yep, the same. I have been really busy. It's uh, probably been one of the busiest weeks of uh, the year for me, at least so far this year. So I like that, though. It keeps me out of trouble, keeps me out of the weather, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, hey, let's... um. Let's talk about that. Now, you had a couple of Social Security workshops. Uh, where do you hold those? Where do you have those at? Well, last week we did them at the uh, Marriott Hotel, uh, but we we changed the locations. Uh, uh, these meeting rooms in uh, nice hotels get used quite a bit, so we move them around. Um, and so uh, the next one that we're doing is out at the Red Hawk golf course. We're doing two dates out there, uh, in a couple of weeks. If anyone's interested in ever visiting and listening in on the social security maximization workshop, just uh, give me a call in the office at 775-674-2222 or log on to our website at nvretirementplanners.com and you can, uh, uh, log on and, uh, make reservations to go to any of these workshops we conduct. We do at least two a month uh, and the topics vary, but social security is a real hot topic right now. And, and understandably people are uh, concerned about their income and retirement. So uh, very popular workshops to attend. Sure. And I, and I've been to the workshop uh, before Eric, and they are fantastic. It's a wealth of knowledge. 
And I want to point out uh, for our listeners, Eric, that you don't charge anything and there's no pitch to sell anyone anything. It is a workshop where you're going to learn about the importance of knowing when to file for Social Security, how to file, and you really go over it in detail and other aspects of retirement planning. And there's no charge, but people do have to uh, call or reserve a spot because they do fill up fast, don't they? They do. Yeah. Last week we had a full house both nights. And so it is uh, a good idea to let us know uh, in advance so we can prepare for the number uh, of folks and have enough seats for everybody. Uh, We were able to bring some seats in at the last minute to accommodate the folks that came last week. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a good topic. It's something that uh, as we got into it from our side of it, we learned an awful lot about the planning opportunities uh, that Social Security provides, uh, especially with married couples. So uh, it's a really interesting topic and it's one that's really well received in the community. So we're glad to do them for folks. I can't imagine if we uh, did a workshop on legacy planning, uh, I don't know how many people would attend uh, about that, you know, hey, here's what happens when you die. But nonetheless, it's a uh, it's really an important thing to uh, uh, to take care of. And most people, when we uh, create uh, a plan uh, for assets that they leave behind, uh, they're glad they've done it. Yeah, it kind of, uh, it gives them a peace of mind, doesn't it? It does. I, uh, you know, my, uh, as you know, and, and some of our listeners that have tuned in the show before, my um, disabled father lived with me for 16 years before he passed away. And um, he didn't really have a legacy. He didn't have any money. That's why he was living with me. Uh, He had uh, a disability check and uh, a social security check. Um, But I still wanted to have some documents prepared when he came uh, into my home. Uh, So we did some legacy planning and it was really like just pulling him like a little kid that didn't want to go. I had to drag him to my attorney's office, but uh, you know, he, he drew up a will for my father and uh, a power of attorney for health care decisions and a power of attorney for financial decisions. And I had stressed to my father that you're living with me. And if we have an emergency, I have to have the legal authority to, to make decisions for you if you cannot make them for yourself. So this is really important. And um, he really fought me on getting it done. But uh, a few months after it was all said and done. We were driving somewhere and, and just out of the blue, he said he was glad that we had uh, completed all those items that uh, he wasn't worried about it anymore. And uh, it wasn't so much to, you know, that he had anything to leave behind, but at least my siblings all knew that uh, this is what his wishes were after he passed away. And of course, uh, we fulfilled those wishes, uh, in terms of where he was laid to rest and all that. And, uh, and I certainly had to use those living documents, the powers of attorney several times when he was in the hospital over the course of 16 years. And so it was good to have those things done as well, but, you know, tough subject for a lot of folks to think about their own mortality, but, uh, it doesn't take away from the importance of, uh, getting these things taken care of. Well, yeah, it is important. And and maybe you could go over why it's so important. Uh, some of the, to- so, you know, some of the bullet points on why is it important to plan your legacy in advance? Well, like I said about uh, powers of attorney, uh, when we create a 
a legacy plan. We do legacy planning for clients. We their documents they need while they're alive as well. And that's the powers of attorney. And basically in Nevada, we are a community property state. So a husband and a wife, they have power of attorney to act as each other's uh, uh, representatives if they cannot act uh, on their own. But it's limited to a husband and wife. So in my example, my father, uh, my mother uh, passed away of cancer years ago. So my father was alone. So when he was in the hospital and he was unable to authorize treatment for certain conditions, which that happened a couple times, uh, the doctors are wanting authority to treat him and they're wanting someone with illegal authority uh, to be able to authorize that. So that was me. And it was very important. And my dad always got really good care. But a lot of times the doctors were directing their, uh, their inquiries to me. And so I had the legal authority to act on my father's behalf. Um, after the fact, when, when someone passes away, I mean, the things that we obviously want to avoid is the cost of transferring assets. So uh, if someone dies without a will in Nevada, that's called dying intestate, there are state statutes that determine what happens. So uh, the state appoints a, an administrator to basically inventory what assets that person has, contact beneficiaries and get things distributed, but they bill that person's estate for the cost of administering their own estate and the probate costs and all that. And so, you know, when, when one of my clients, I tell them that uh, whatever you have to leave behind, if we've done our job and there are assets that are left behind, Wherever they're going to go, whether it be to family, uh, a charity, or a church, or any type of organization like that, we want to make sure that those assets are transferred in the most efficient and cost-effective way. And so legacy planning all dovetails in with that idea right there. Sure. And there are a lot of things to take into account when you're talking about leaving assets to your loved ones or your spouse like the tax implications. There can be huge tax implications if you don't have it properly planned out. Isn't that right? It It is true. Um, you know, things that we used to worry about in this area, uh, we don't, uh, we're not as concerned with federal estate taxes because the threshold for an estate size is so large before estate taxes are assessed. But we certainly want to make sure that if someone has something like uh, a highly appreciated position in stock, that they don't transfer that while they're alive. A lot of people want to gift things like uh, stock uh, to loved ones. A lot of times it makes more sense to have it transferred at death, and that way the recipient of that stock gets uh, a new cost basis and things of that nature. There, there, There's several things to consider, but the concept is, is having an idea what is going to happen uh, after a person passes away, uh, get their assets distributed to uh, the people that they want them distributed to in an efficient uh, and cost-effective way. 
certainly probate in Nevada has really uh, increased uh, as the states look for ways to generate additional revenue uh, since the recession. They've raised things like court filing fees, uh, probate in our local area in the Reno Sparks area, and, and in fact, all of Washoe County, it's now $1,000 just for the filing fee for probate. So wow. uh, if someone's estate has to go to probate, there's $1,000 just to open up a probate uh, in our local court system, and then the cost of an attorney to represent the estate. Um, my attorney usually gets about a $5,000 retainer to represent um an estate in probate. Uh, the attorneys, it's kind of fun to see them anguish over uh, the various uh, estates that they're presented with. Um, you know, my attorney, when we do legacy planning and he completes a revocable living trust for people that have assets that want to bypass the probate system and we have all their documents done, you know, a lot of the cost and time associated with probate are eliminated. So people are paying uh, a legal bill up front to have their estate pass on uh, in a very efficient manner when they when they uh, pass away, as opposed to not having anything done and then have attorneys step in and, and then pay them on the back end uh, and have a, a very unknown cost at that point. Plus, it, it, it takes time. Um, and that's another factor, too, to consider is, is probate takes time. You have to get court dates and you have to go to court usually a couple times before a probate is, is approved. And that can be a time-consuming process as well. Well, yeah, it certainly can. And that's some great advice for our listeners out there because uh, you have to take all these things into account. And I'm afraid that just your average person, we're busy uh, like you say, we put off thinking about retirement or our legacy plans as we head toward retirement or even once we're in retirement. And that's where you come in because you really help people uh, map out a plan, don't you? Yeah. And I've been doing it a long time as well. So if there is some reluctance to talk about this, I can guarantee you it's easier talking to someone like me that's just a, a neutral party. Uh, that it is discussing it with family members if they find it uh, difficult to do. But uh, I can tell you from uh, helping my clients get their legacy in order and getting all their legal affairs uh, taken care of, the end result, because I've, I've been in this business a long time and certainly I've had clients that have passed away, to see all of our work in, uh, in the early years pay off in a different way is is really gratifying and you know to be honest with you tony most people that that do engage and complete legacy planning they feel a lot better having done it it's it's a big concern that they can kind of just take off the table and and go about living their retirement years and, and not worry about these things right it's a burden that's been lifted or a weight they no longer have to carry it's a peace of mind and that's that is critical because there are so many things that you need to look at and do and plan for retirement. Uh, and the sooner the better is always the answer to when you should create these plans, especially for if you're married or have a family, you, you need to have a plan in place. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, the things that, that have come across 
uh, my way that I've been exposed to. You know, I have, we have, uh, I have retired clients that have adult children that have disabilities. And so making sure that their legacy addresses the uniqueness of having a, a beneficiary with disabilities is uh, another aspect of it. And uh, I know that every client I have that has a child or a beneficiary with those unique set of circumstances is very concerned about those people's well-being uh, after they're gone. Um, I share that concern because my 21-year-old son is autistic and he he stays at home and, and he'll probably be uh, one of these adults that uh, I'll never stop worrying about him. And even after I'm gone, I'm going to want to make sure that there are considerations for his well-being sure. uh, after I'm no longer around. And so it's another aspect of estate planning and legacy planning that certainly needs to be looked at and addressed if people have those type of issues with their family. Well, I agree. And it's so, so important. And now, Eric, we have to take a quick commercial break right now before we come back with the second half of the show. But did you want to give our listeners any other information before we do? Yeah, I would uh, encourage our listeners to visit our website at nvretirementplanners.com or give me a call in the office and we can set up uh, our listeners with what we call a complimentary retirement income uh, toolkit. Excuse me. Uh, This retirement income toolkit, it gives you really solid information on uh, Social Security planning, legacy planning, uh, taxes, and asset allocation, just things like that that will help people kind of get an idea of what the landscape of retirement planning looks like. Well, I think that's great. Uh, Could you give out your phone number one more time? Yep. It is 775-674-2222. Do you ever feel like you need a retirement toolkit to help navigate your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on income planning, asset allocation, tax planning, legacy planning, and more. Receive your Retirement Income Toolkit from Nevada Retirement Planners now by going to nvretirementplanners.com or by calling us at 775-674-2222. All right, and welcome back to Financially Tuned. With myself, your co-host, Tony Shore, and our main host, the main man, the myth, the legend, Eric Cheek from Nevada Retirement Planners. Eric, you are a wealth of knowledge on legacy planning. I imagine this is something you do for your clients a lot, isn't it? It is. It's it's kind of on the checklist of items that we always want to, uh, to have completed. Uh, you know, a lot of times I'll get a new client in the office and we'll start talking about legacy planning and they've already started doing things, uh, in that direction, but there's always a better way to handle things And I can give you a couple of examples. It's very common for older, uh, older clients to put a child on a checking account, for example, very common. You know, I put my son, my daughter, whoever it is on my checking account. So, 
if I'm sick and in the hospital, they can pay my bills, they can do this and that. And that's certainly one way to approach some of these uh, issues about finances. Um, but there's a better way to do it. And I talk to people about why they should caution uh, themselves against doing it that way. Uh, first of all, I ask them if uh, their son or daughter is married. And they'll say, yes, my son's married and lovely wife and all that. And you say, well, in the event your son would get divorced, uh, that account that you have him on uh, could be subject to uh, divorce proceedings. Oh, wow. Uh, so that's that's an asset that, that exposes him. And then, you know, same thing if uh, a child was to declare bankruptcy or be sued because of a car wreck or anything like that. So I, I tell clients that, I know your intention was good, but here's how we should handle it. We should have everything in your name so you retain all control, but we have the legal authority uh, for your son or daughter, whoever it is, uh, to be able to act in your financial interest if you can't act on your own. So that's where the powers of attorney come in. It's just a better way to handle it. Also run across it where, you know, where, where clients say, uh, you know, I don't need to worry about my house going to probate because I put my son daughter on the house. We hold it as joint tenants. Um, and that certainly is a way that you can transfer uh, that real property to your son or daughter after you pass away. Uh, the only challenge with doing that is you potentially eliminate uh, capital gains uh or you, you create a situation where they're paying capital gains on half of the house uh, that they inherit. Um, and so if you were to transfer that property at death, uh, uh, the best way to do it, uh, you avoid transferring that tax liability to your heirs as well. So there's other things to consider when doing this. And as we mentioned before, taxes come into it as well. So uh, just having a really good idea and a plan in place uh, really helps out. Now, in the last segment, Eric, we talked about what a legacy is, and you told us why it's important to have a well-planned legacy to, to help assure that your assets will be transferred where and when you want them when the time comes. Before we move on, maybe you could share with us some of the other benefits for being prepared that we haven't covered yet. Well, there are a handful of other benefits to having uh, a legacy that's planned out. Uh, we want to address the distribution of your assets, whether it's in the form of property, stocks, uh, IRA accounts, 401ks, or liquid assets. Sometimes it can really be complicated uh, if you haven't left clear instructions about how you want them handled. And a lot of times not having a plan in place costs more money and takes more time. Uh, loved ones have to wait sometimes months or even years. Uh, and the end result is they usually receive less of your legacy than if you had a clear plan. So we also want the time to be significantly reduced for transferring of assets as well. So anytime we have a legacy plan in place, uh, we want to think about the time involved with transferring assets as well. And, you know, when you leave these decisions to your family, it's a burden that gets transferred to them. And I can tell you, I've had to referee before uh, siblings. Uh, they very rarely 
agree on who gets what and how things are split, it seems like always someone has hurt feelings over the process. And, and a lot of this is because those decisions have now been transferred to them and they've, they've got to figure out how to undertake this. And uh, they're ill-prepared in most cases. So it's just always best to have these things done in advance. And then you take all that responsibility off of the ones that you're trying to uh, benefit with money that you haven't spent during your, your lifetime. Sure. And, and sometimes it's a tough thing to talk about, especially before it happens, the loss of a spouse or uh, the pa- your own passing or the passing of a family member. But it is so critical to get both spouses into a meeting with you and talk about these things and discuss a plan and then for them to go with their extended family or their children and loved ones and sit down and explain it to them. Because I, when you talk about, you mentioned a point of contention after someone passes, you don't want to leave burdens for your loved ones and, uh, or there to be family infighting or controversy because things weren't spelled out clearly. And my, my grandpa Whelan, um, passed away and everybody happened to want this Mason ring. He had, he had a really old, he was in the Masons and he had this really old ring and he had three daughters. And of course, the one thing they all wanted the minute he passed away is, I, you know, uh, I want dad's ring. I want dad's ring. And they found out they all wanted that ring. Well, obviously, you know, it's hard. But if you can sit down and discuss, you know, when I'm gone, is there something each of you want? Let's work it out now so there's no infighting later. Uh, and uh, most families will not do this, Eric. But I find that uh, I know that families have and I know that you work with families and in encourage them to do this. And it's such a smart thing, isn't it? It is. Um, unfortunately, here's the kind of calls that I get uh, all too often. People that are motivated to uh, do estate planning, they want to get a trust, for example, created, get wills updated and all these documents. And a few minutes later, I discover it's because they've just went through the death of a loved one and they've seen this incredible amount of work that uh, that they have to undertake to take care of this person's legacy because there wasn't a plan in place and uh, they want to avoid it. So, you know, unfortunately, that's the way human nature is. We kind of want to put off things that aren't comfortable to discuss and to plan around. And I get motivated clients and I always know too, you know, what's changed in your life that you want to address this topic now. And it usually is just that they've just had a prime example of a loved one that's passed away that didn't do any legacy planning and they're left with the aftermath and they immediately think, well, I don't want this to happen to my family. And so they're really motivated to do that. So I always have the discussion with new clients that we want to avoid these things and we put it on our list of tasks, maybe we can put it off three or four or six months down the road, but it's something that we want to address. And uh, sometimes it doesn't make sense to work our entire lifetimes and work hard and create wealth that we live and it enhances our lives and then to give no afterthought to wealth that is left 
after we pass away, I'll just, you know, let the kids worry about it or whatever. It just doesn't make sense to me. So usually after just a, uh, one or two discussions about this topic, we can start moving the pendulum in, in the direction of getting these things taken care of. So I'm pretty good at that. Well, I think that is important. Well, you know what, Eric, we're out of time for today's show, actually. Time flies when you're having fun or talking about legacy planning, as, as it turns out. So you gave us a lot of great information in today's show. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Hopefully my phone will just ring, ring, ring next week with people saying, you know what, you're right, Eric, uh, we need to get in and, and start talking about uh, getting our financial house in order. I think that would be a good idea. Uh, why don't you let the listeners know your uh, web address and phone number before we go? You bet. I can be reached uh, with our web address, which is www.nvretirementplanners.com. And our local phone number is 775-674-2222. Well, thanks, Eric. And we're going to be back here, same time, same place, next week with Eric Cheek of Nevada Retirement Planners on Financially Tuned. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Eric Cheek at Nevada Retirement Planners. Call 775-674-2222 or visit their website at nvretirementplanners.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. 